Charlie, and welcome to the podcast that's about to take your faith on a delightful and slightly unpredictable journey. That's right. It's time to dive into the world of messy antics. Now, if you've ever found yourself caught between the matzo cracker and the communion wafer, you're in for an absolute treat. We're here to chat about all things messianic and Torah, and let me tell you, it's a roller coaster of divine proportions. Think of us as your trusty guide in this biblical amusement park. We're going to explore the highs and the lows, the holobread wins, and the wandering in the wilderness fails. Get ready for candid conversations, guest appearance by prophets, well, maybe just their descendants, and discussions about what it's really like to walk out this whole word of Adonai. So whether you're a seasoned sukkah assembler or you're just wondering about what on earth is a mezuzah, join us for some laughter and maybe learning a little bit about this holy chaos. After all, life is messy and faith is full of antics. I get to interview one of my besties, Misty Harbor, who is also a co-laborer with me in the Rooted Cafe. Uh, she's a licensed minister, experienced leader in women's ministry, and of course, the CFO of the Rooted Cafe, as well as an instructor. She's doing an amazing new uh, class with us called Count It All Joy. We just started with uh, the book of James. It's amazing. With her ex expertise in character development, leadership, and healing, Misty empowers individuals to embrace their full potential through the values of integrity, authenticity, and servant leadership. Her teachings provide practical guidance for cultivating strong character traits, navigating challenges, and embracing God-given gifts, drawing from her personal journey of healing through the trauma and CPTSD. Misty brings a compassionate understanding to her teachings. She guides others into overcoming adversity, building resilience, and finding restoration. Misty's transformative message inspires individuals to reclaim their lives, discover purpose in pain, and experience wholeness in the Messiah. As an encourager, she motivates others to embrace their true identities and step boldly into their callings. Hey, my friend, thank you for being on Missy Antics. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I've been listening all along. It's been exciting. So the first question that we ask everyone is, how did you come into these messy antics? I mean, how did you come into this walk, into this journey, into the truth and love of Torah? Well, I I was thinking about this today because I had a, I had a, a narrative in mind and then I realized, oh, you know what? There was a man who sold business forms to the to the dealerships that I worked for. And he's actually the first person who kind of told me about some things. And that was probably in the year 2000. But it was 2009, 2010 before I really was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. I saw some videos on Facebook, a friend posted. And I was like, oh, wow. And so it kind of progressed because that man had been in my ear. So I kind of developed some things and those videos that were posted kind of gave me this different outlook where I was like, oh, I need to rethink some things. Well, then I was invited to go see Eddie Chumney. He was at a congregation where I was and I went and listened to him and took 27 pages of notes because it was like, <laughs> it was like drinking water from a fire hydrant. And I was like, what is this? And so I went back to my congregation and said, 
hey, I'm looking into this Torah and everything. And you said the T word. I did. And you know what the response was? Oh, that's too legalistic. So honestly, I didn't have the foundation I needed to defend where I was coming from. So I put it on a shelf and I was like, okay, father, I'm sitting this right here. And when you're ready to show me the piece that I'm missing, then I'm ready to see it. I'm, I'm going to be looking out for you to show me because I know this is right, but I don't know how to make it right inside and how to explain it to somebody else. And the same friend who had posted those other videos posted 119's video of the lost sheep. Mm. And I lost it. I just wept and realized, wow, okay, I get it. I see it. I get the full picture. And I basically went back to my congregation was like, I can't stay here if you aren't going to observe Sabbath. And they were like, what are you listening to? Um, What are you talking about? What have you been? And literally within three weeks, the congregation changed. Wow. It was amazing. It was amazing. We lost two thirds of the people because, you know, when you turn a big ship, people fall off. But uh, quick turn. Yeah. But I was really, really surprised because I was fully expecting the left foot of fellowship. Right. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, what you didn't mention, I didn't see here in your in your bio is the love you have for worship music and for music. Yes. I have been a part of worship and leading worship or even in my own house, just doing worship since I began my walk in 1990. And uh, at first it was just singing. And then I needed, they needed help with somebody to play a synth on the platform. And so I learned how to basically play the keyboard from guitar chords. And so that's kind of how I've, I've done, and it is definitely a passion and definitely important to me. I, I'm, I love hearing you sing and I'm, I'm hoping that um, we get to hear more of that in the future. So the next question is how, how has it gotten messy for you? I mean, you didn't get the left foot of fellowship. You, uh, the, the ship turned and you got to stay on the ship you were on a, AKA church and congregation. But since then, I'm sure you've had a few messy moments. Can you share some of those with us? Oh goodness. Um, I'll start with family. <laughs> I'm, I'm really the only one in my family who even walks with the Lord at all. And so when we made the switch and I say we, because my mom came into this with me. And when we made this switch, you would have thought that we were sacrificing children. I'm sorry, I don't know another way to say it, but that's kind of the reaction that we got when we started talking about things and, you know, we're we're not going to eat pork and just several other things to the point that I've had family members literally try to sabotage me by putting bacon in in food and not telling me until after I'd eaten it. So that's, that's been messy. Uh, Something on the lighter side though, you know, um, I, (laughs) when, when we first started doing this conversion and learning and trying to do things right, 
we were in another city going to a famous church and uh, we decided that it was Saturday morning and we were going to church. And so we wanted to stop at Starbucks and we stopped at Starbucks and got our drink. And then after we got the drinks in our hands, we were like, oh, we probably shouldn't have done that. Oops. Oh. But it turns out that that's the same weekend that I met Ed Harris. And so it, it, it turned out all to be good, but you know, it's those learning things, those curves. Mm. I've heard some this, you know, talking about food a couple of times, I'm going to ask you when you decided about following biblical dietary laws, was that something that was God inspired? Was it easy for you? Was it, I mean, is it still a process for you? Um, for me, it was, it was easy. Uh, I'm kind of black and white in a lot of ways. And so when I read and understood this isn't food, I just quit eating it to the point that one time I went to a restaurant and ordered a salad and I read all the ingredients very carefully. And when they brought it, it was covered in bacon bits. And I guess the waitress could tell by the look on my face. And she was like, is something wrong? And I was like, I, I don't eat pork. And she was like, oh, I'll fix it for you. You know, but it was the first experience where I was like, I guess it was kind of a confirmation because I was like, oh, I was almost offended by that, not offended by her or her actions, but just like, ooh, gross, you know, kind of a feeling. Yeah. Why do I have cardboard all over my food? Exactly. (laughs) I know it's interesting. I ask you that question because a lot of people think, you know, it's, I want to to hear a little grace too. It's it's a process. Um, For some people, it's the last thing they're, they're holding on to, to shrimp cocktail with their, you know, with a death grip or my husband was holding on to, on to pepperoni, you know, it was like, no. And it was really funny because I, I've never said a word. I've never said a word because it's not, this is not my weed to bowl. This is, he is none of my business. And I believe it has to be, the Holy Spirit has to be the one that leads you in all truth. So it has to be, please, if you're listening to me and you're struggling with this, all I'm just going to say is keep reading, keep asking yes. and don't, don't do it just to do it unless you just like, that's who you are. You're the person who has to just do it and wait for the feelings to follow. But I'm going to say he will guide you in all truth. Would you agree, Missy? Absolutely. And it's not a sin. No, it's not a sin. It's just, thank you. It's just something that he tells us, this is how you should do because I love you and this isn't food. That's right. Well, I mean, and we can say, well, if we look at that word sin, is it missing the mark? Well, it might be missing the mark to a blessed life. But it's not a salvation issue. This is not something that's going to keep me from, from, uh, you know, when I die, I might go to the afterlife with him, be with him for eternity. No, I might be cut off from my people for one day and then I'm done. I mean, it was not about that. It's about there's something in those foods that isn't our best. Yes. So sometimes we have to say no to things and we have to trust it's a because I said so and understand that's why we have some great books. I know there's a beacon or bacon by Dr. Robin Gould is a really great book on this, but I don't recommend, I'm not someone who tries to push that. I just really want you to pray more, read more. What was he trying to say? And let the Holy spirit guide you. Right. Yes. Oh my word. Yes. (laughs) That's that's, I mean, and I heard that from you. Did you have anyone, I heard you say that you, you listened to a video. I heard that you watched some Eddie Chumney. Who else are some of your favorite teachers? Oh, goodness. Um, I like Dina Dye. I like Valerie Moody. Man, you go straight um, for the fire hydrant. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, it's true. 
It's true. Um, and Eddie Chumney, of course, he really is one of my favorites, not just because he was one of the first that I heard, but he has insights and understanding that I are just mind boggling sometimes where I have to think about it for days to be like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Well, I appreciate being around you. And I know um, a, a shameless plug for the Rooted Cafe is that your teachings on the foundations teachings that we have in our library are truly fundamental, I believe, for anyone new or even who've been in this walk for a while. And maybe you don't understand your apologetics. I really recommend. And if you're listening to this during the month of October, 2023, uh, we are doing that first month is free to you. If you're listening later, it's still half off your first month. So jump in there and check it out. Go through those fundamentals for Misty, with Misty because they are amazing. So Misty, I have some questions to run through with you. You ready? Okay. I'm I already ready. gave you a heads up on the first one. Something right. totally useless that you still have memorized. All the lyrics to the songs in the 80s. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, girl. Oh, same. So if you could see a movie for the first time again, what movie would it be? My Fair Lady. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. On a scale it is my of, favorite. That's so good. Isn't that? Okay. So, okay. We have to stop on this. My Fair Lady. I think that is such a beautiful, uh, a beautiful rendition of the children of Israel's transformation into a kingdom. Of yes. Peace. Yes. Would you agree? Absolutely. It's one of, one so. of the reasons I love it so much. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's beautiful. I think I agree on a scale of one to five. How adventurous are you? Oh, two, uh, elevator or stairs elevator. Yeah. Same. Do you, why are you taking perfectly good? Uh, why are you taking stairs? If there's a perfectly good elevator, exactly. do you follow directions or do you improvise? Oh, I follow directions. Yes, you are the black and white. Now, I am. you don't know, she is a numbers girl as by trade. She's an accountant. So birthday, do you go big or do you go low key? Low key. M&Ms, do you eat them by the handfuls or one at a time? By the handfuls, by color. Oh, I was just going to ask you. That was my next question. Is it by color? And do you yes. have a color that you eat first? No, it depends. Well, that's not true. I eat the one that has the least amount first. Okay. <laughs> I'm learning the best things about people on this M&M question. So uh, the hint is go back and listen to Matt Napier's uh, because you'll hear his rendition of what he does with M&Ms and you'll yes. say, okay, now I understand how your brain works. <laughs> what is something that you really, really wish you could like it, but you just don't like it? Tomatoes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I remember this at your house having salad and you didn't have tomatoes. Okay. <laughs> tomatoes. All right. Yep. How old were you when you got your driver's license? 16. And were you like, was it your 16th birthday or was it like? It was right? my birthday. Same. Yeah. I was at the door, like open, open, open. Yes. I don't understand this waiting till like 20 to get their license. I'm no, Me I was so neither. excited. <clears throat> I was my ready. mom was happy to drive me. This is not like I didn't have, I mean, she was happy right. to drive me. She loved being with me, but I'm like, right. no. Right. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite vacation spot? Mm, the ocean. Mm, do you have a specific ocean or just any ocean? Any ocean. I'm just, I'm just like, just not Galveston. Oh. I'm not Gal. Is that's not even an ocean, is it? I don't know. I mean, technically, I guess, yes, but it's like a, the waves go like, bleep, 
yes they're not like like sludge yeah get the thing i grew up on the i grew up in san diego so i mean come on oh yeah yeah all right have you been to israel before i haven't um so if when you go where is the where is one of the places that you really 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 want to go to jordan why um i don't know i feel like it's a place of refuge and um i'm just interested honestly to know what that spiritual aspect of it feels like i get that i get that do you have any do you have any parting words for our listeners and then would you pray over us um i would just uh i'm gonna give you my famous saying because you know it's what I do. <laughs> I love it but, so much. <laughs> but if you have the word only, you're going to dry up. If you have the spirit only, you're going to blow up. But if you put them together, you'll grow up. And that's Amen. what we need. Amen. And then I want you to do the historical one. You have to give us your historical saying. Okay. So um, <laughs> one of the teachers at the Cafe Semi was talking about don't be hysterical, be historical. And I was like, I totally heard something else. I heard his Torah cull relating it back to the scripture in Corinthians that talks about that we're living epistles read by men. And I was like, oh my word, don't be hysterical about the things that are coming. Don't be anxious. Don't be living in that place, but be his rhetorical, remembering the things that he's done for us and giving us all of these great blessings that he has done over and over again and know that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as long as we are walking and being the light to others, there's nothing better. Amen. Amen. Would you pray us out? Yes. Father, you're a good father. And I am so thankful for the opportunity to speak to others who are in this messy antics place. And I ask that you would just bless everyone who hears the words that come from this podcast. Father, that you would just continue to grow it, that people would hear the humanity that is a part of this walk as we learn and grow together in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Can't wait to see you again. And thank you for sharing with us today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Don't forget guys, sometimes in this walk, it gets messy. And that's a wrap on another Messy Antics adventure. My fellow spiritual adventurers from splitting red seas of laughter to stumbling upon mana mishaps. We've truly experienced the full spectrum of Messianic marvels and Torah tales. Remember folks, as we navigate the sometimes bewildering, but always beautiful path of faith, it's okay to have a few loose ends along the way. Embracing the messiness of life is what makes our journey genuine and our connection with Adonai so meaningful. Before we go, let's take a moment to thank our incredible guests who shared their story, insights, and aha moments with us. And of course, a big thank you to you, our amazing listeners. Without you, we'd just be folks sitting in here with a microphone, and that's just not as fun. We'll catch up with you next time on Messy Antics, where the Torah is our compass and laughter is our guiding star. Stay joyful, stay curious, and may your days be filled with blessings that are as abundant as manna in the wilderness. 
and help us out by liking, subscribing, and leaving us that five-star review.